Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome to what we will call the first edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast for the 2023-2024 season. We're giving you a preseason game, which means if there's a regular season game you wanted a podcast and didn't get one, don't forget this one. Don't Don't. forget this one. You heard the other voice. Marcus Thompson is showing up at a road preseason game and he's doing a post-game podcast. He's lingering around. You know us. It's about time. We got a a little bit left, but you know. Getting up to Sacramento is always a good trip. I I like this trip. I like this arena. I like the amount of people here that we can talk to. It's like a great collision of sources. So, yeah, you you can't miss out on coming back. I agree with all that. An overtime preseason game, which included uh, Usman Garuba and Alex Lynn trading monster jump shots in late in the fourth quarter to push it to overtime. I just, preseason's so funny sometimes because it was like, you know, there's two minutes left. It's an ESPN game. And it's, like as I said, it's it's whatever, 119, 116. And suddenly, like, Jalen Noel is being, you know, iced off the bench. He hasn't played all night. Usman Garuba's taking jumpers. He, he played like two minutes, but those two minutes happen to be crunch time. Uh, it's just funny. You know how it goes. Whereas the Warriors won an OT, and I think part of the reason the Warriors won an OT because Steve Kerr wanted to get Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody out there and Pajemski. Meanwhile, you know the Stockton Kings were playing for the yeah, Kings. I was I was curious about that, like because you know to be frank, I really wasn't paying that much attention. But you know, fourth quarter, I was checked out. It's like man, you look up, it's like yo, why is Jonathan Kaminga still in the game? Why is Brandon Pajemski checking in? Like what is happening? But you know. It's it's actually it's smart and this I was reminded of you two years ago talking about how Kaminga should be playing more in the preseason and these are you could tell that those are those are the players who are going to get minutes and he's like getting all these situations let's see, let's see how you handle it let's get that experience and obviously Kaminga and Moody make sense but to me Pajemski was the one where he's like he started the games no Steph no Chris Paul. And he finished the preseason game, which doesn't happen, which tells me he might be seeing some minutes in the rotation. Well, I mean. Not big minutes, well, but the Ty Jerome minutes. Yes, because there will be injuries. Like he, and I think he's done enough in this preseason for Steve Kerr to trust a stint or two here and there when it matters. Now, if and Corey Joseph's back of practice played three on three today, probably going to play in a preseason game this week. He's playing opening night. Chris Paul's playing it opening night. Steph Curry's playing it opening night. To be honest, Brandon Pajemski's probably not. I keep playing forgetting open. about Corey Joseph. Yeah, he's he played three on three today. And I just saw him too. Like I just saw him in the locker room. Just still keep forgetting about. You just had a twenty minute conversation with Corey Joseph and you forgot he was on the team. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, that's. Yeah, Corey, 
take take back everything I said about Brandon Pajemski, except for the fact that Steve really likes him and he's gonna play some. But Steve also likes Corey Joseph. He does like Corey Joseph, uh, and I, you know, I think Steph likes Corey Joseph too. You know who else Steph likes? Brandon Pajemski. Yes, I, I think that. I don't. The, here's the thing: if if you got somebody running the offense with, you know, at the top, the the Andre Iguodala role, right? The whole play defense, and just facilitate his offense, you know, growing up in a room type deal where Steph is running off the ball. To me, that's where I haven't seen Corey Joseph play, but I, I figure that's what, that's where he's going to be a factor. It's like he can, he can stick it over shot, but he can just dribble the ball up the court and run an offense, and you don't have to worry about if it's going to be a turnover. Organization, yeah. one of the words of the preseason. Except he's like, really, I mean, he's smaller than what I even remember. He's not tall. Yeah, he's, he's pretty small. This like, oh. team is not tall. Yeah, Corey Joseph is he's 5'11"? No. Come on. He's probably 6'2". Six 6'1". Six okay. All right. I just, I don't know. He just looked, he looks shorter than what I remember. Perhaps it's just like, you know, the street clothes and, you know, whatever. But I was like, hey, you kind of, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, pressing in the floor. I do feel like. One of the reasons Pajemski is, you know, having such an impressive preseason, and I just think they're they're short on people who can guard point guards. And if Wiggins is not, if Wiggins is not gonna be like amazing at, on that end, then that that's a hole that needs to be filled. You don't want Steph chasing around point guards. Well, I mean, Gary's gonna matter, and honestly, Gary Payton looks yeah. really good right now, I, and that's the one. That's the one you got. You need you need two. You need three. Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming Wiggins at some point is gonna start looking like Wiggins again. Right now, it feels like he's just taking open threes, gliding kind of into yeah. the post or uh, regular season. So you know, maybe he's more of like a two-three guy. I don't know if I want to see regular season Chris Paul because preseason Chris Paul don't look like he's guarding point guards. Yeah. Um, Kaminga, 32 minutes tonight. I'm talking to him post game. He's in. I had to wait a while because he clearly was getting, you know, training table work done because it was like a laborious uh, preseason game for him. 17 free throw attempts tonight. Um, talked to him for a little bit post game. Uh, I'm going to write about him this week, but he, uh, it's kind of an emphasis of his to get to the line. Uh, but, you know, he mentioned, hey, his shot wasn't going as well tonight, so he wanted to go to the rim. You know, it's, I think he's been impressive. I think there's parts of his preseason game that won't and the Warriors don't even want to translate to the regular season, which is, like, he's kind of been high turnover because he's probably been a little bit more aggressive with his shot attempts than they necessarily want him to be. I mean, you know, he's 26 points, 24 points, 28 points. A lot of good. He's going to have to pare it back a little bit, especially with the shot selection. I sat down with Steve Kerr in L.A. It'll be in the story. But, you know, talking about what threes they do want him to take, what threes they don't want him to take. Um, So what you're seeing in the preseason, I don't expect a suddenly opening night against Phoenix. It's 28 points. It's 17 shots. It's a bunch of free throws. It's turnovers. It's like, you know, Paul George 2.0 out there. But you still got to be encouraged, not only with what you're seeing, but I don't know. What I'm hearing, uh, like they're they're really happy with him behind the scenes. When I'm talking about his mental approach beyond just how he looks physically, 
it, it's impressive too, considering what he's been through with this franchise. That he still's got a good head on the shoulders. I heard he's looking great in practice, like incredible in practice. Uh, what to me, what he's doing is earning the right to play through his mistakes because they're gonna come and. And also, he's showing, like, you know something, you know how it is. Some nights, man, you get a bad matchup. Half the Warriors' problem last year was they didn't have a dude who could just take his man off the dribble and get you something. And if Kaminga can do that, if he gets a bad, if he gets a favorable matchup and he can just take advantage, like, he's showing, I'm, I'm down to cook this dude, which, you know, you don't want it every night. But if, the, if that's what's there, that's what's there. But it feels like he is solidified as somebody who's going to get his time. Because they just so desperately need what he brings. And, I mean, I feel him on the shots, but his shot has never looked better. Like, its shot looks pretty good. Yeah, and he said it the other day in L.A. that last year it was like, oh, the defender's sagging off me. There's like just the natural hesitation. This year the mindset, or at least, you know, the the mindset he's trying to have is like, you're paying for sagging off me. You giving me space? Let's go. Uh, there's there's a good you could tell the balance so you can see him trying to force his drive i still feel like he picked the ball up too early and he's you know he leans a little too heavily on the euro where it's like one more dribble go up strong and, you know keep it a little simple but I, I, you could see the balance you could see him the thing that's probably most impressive for steve kerr is you could see him like going like it clicks i got a rebound and he'll go in and just like jump and crash and go get a rebound some possessions he he will forget but then you can see him like oh i gotta go rebound they have told him see kerr told me this the other day they have given him for the first time this season free reign they've told him anytime you want to crash you are allowed to crash you don't have to get back if you want to go attack for an offensive rebound go attack an offensive rebound Kaminga just said the only guy they gave that to last year. I mean, besides Looney, obviously, was Wiggins, you know, a non-big. Uh, and I think that's part of this idea, this push and pull, this balance that Kaminga's got to do a little bit more stuff that the coaching staff wants, but they have to give him a little bit more free reign. I think one of the things that they're trying to show him this year is a, a little bit more trust, not only with playing time, but a situation like that. Like, we think you can be a lead offensive rebounder. If you want to crash, crash. And I think they believe that will also uh, – turn up the aggressive mindset and take out the thought of is this the time i go this the time i don't and that's will will the coaches be mad yeah that that's the part and you know because he's such an explosive athlete like you don't want you like you kind of want him just being in that mode instead of thinking like you know wondering and you know should i do this or should i not it just it, it it zaps a little bit of that you know uh quickness that you want from him that's what he brings like watching them and it's preseason, right? I, I get it. So it doesn't look. But they just don't have much juice. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kaminga. Size, speed, youth, yeah, athleticism. Like, not in abundance on this when, roster. Even like when Moody comes in. Remember, Moody was like, he's not the athlete. He's the solid guy. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll play good minutes. He'll play defense. I mean, he doesn't have a crazy upside athletically, but you can feel it when he's in the game. It's like the youth. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the youth. You know, you got a lot of dudes, like, who are older, who are taking their time. Uh, it's how you used to feel about Wiggins. You know, he's just, like, bouncing up and down the court. He's fat. Like, Wiggins is kind of chilling. It's preseason, so I'm not going to get him yet, but he's kind of chilling. But when Kaminga's out there, you can feel there's some, some, like, impactful athleticism and energy out there. Same with GP is one of those guys, too. Like, to me, they, they, they need that more 
then they then they're harmed by his mistakes and shot selection. Like he's solidified. Like yo, he's he he's got to play, man. Like you can't you can't tuck him on the bench. And, uh, and also, there's nobody else who's taking his minutes. Like who are you giving him to, Rudy Gay? No. Um, but Draymond Green is getting closer. Draymond Green's been doing individual workouts. I saw him in L.A. doing a long one. Uh, and you know when he returns. It gets a little, you know, becomes a little bit more of a log jam. Um, just trim everybody's minutes. They don't need to play 35 minutes. It's really that simple. And, let, you know, I guess you can't say that because last year they could win a road game to start. Remember, they was playing every, <laughs> playing step 40 minutes down the street, closing games, like trying to get a road win. Yeah, so it's possible they might yeah. be these, and, these guys. And, you know, the truth about Kaminga isn't like, oh, this is finally the year that in the regular season he may get a stretch of games where he's in the rotation. Like, that's already those. happened. That's yeah. happened for months at a time. When Wiggins was out the entire second half last year, he was in the rotation every night. Uh, the tr- what To me, the big question about him this year is, can he get to the point that when playoff game one comes – Everybody in the building, including Kaminga, including Steve Kerno. Yeah, of course he's getting 25 minutes a night, that guaranteed. Name is, that name is inked. It's not penciled. Yeah. It's inked. It, I, I mean, if if it, if it isn't this year, then that, that probably means he's not going to be on this team. Because at, at, at that point, then what are you doing? You know, I I feel like a big part of their championship aspirations is dependent upon Kaminga being highly productive and valuable and, you know, having a, having a real role in the postseason. I just think that's, that's going to be too important. They don't have these other pieces that you can just bank on anymore. You know, there's no Otto Porter. You know what I'm saying? There's no Bielita. There's no uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Like, it's, it's got to be Kaminga now. Like, that's... That's what it is. And he looks like he's ready. I mean, obviously it's preseason, but he looks like he's ready for it. We'll see. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What else in this overall preseason slate has uh, stuck out to you? Defense. Not great. Oh. It's, it's still funny watching people, like, catch fire against the Warriors, right? It's like, what the Kings hit, like, the first six? They were 8-12 in the first quarter, which the Lakers also were. The, the Lakers were, yeah, we're watching them. Like, people are just, they're hitting shots. They're getting open looks. They're getting comfortable Set looks. Uh, How about Sabonis splashing too early tonight as like a nope. statement? This will be different this year. That's that's. 
those are two threes that if 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 I'm picking any of the ones that were taken and made during this preseason, I'm taking those from Sabonis. Like you go ahead, buddy. You you have at it. You you defend your postseason honor with preseason success. He he came out like it was a big they one all for did, him. Tonight. Didn't they? Didn't it feel like they were like, this is the rematch? Like the starters did, but then then fast forward to the fourth quarter and it's like Colby Jones, Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn just had a monster top of the key three. Um, no, they were hyped. They it was it was kind of electric for a preseason game. They they were on point. Uh, that that was pretty interesting. I, I do have I have concerns about their perimeter defense. Obviously, you have concerns about them going against any big, just because you know the size thing. Uh, but like how they how they stop hot guys like how how do they deal with the Malik monks of the world who just give them problems like I think the perimeter defense is much more of a concern than the interior because it you know Kavon Looney and Draymond Green are about as good as you can get as a defensive interior combo in at the highest level of playoff basketball. Uh, the what they have at the point of attack is a lot more questionable. You know, Clay in this state of his career, Wiggins not looking yet like playoff Wiggins from two years ago. Will he ever get back to that? Gary Payton took a physical step back last year. Does he get? You know, it, I'd say it's been encouraging how he's moving around the court. But even when he's at his best, he's a spot guy. He's not a thirty-minute per night guy. Um, Kaminga, you know, we talked about him earlier, but yeah, like him taking the step forward could could change things, but. Look, they're going to start, well, at least, you know, we'll see if Chris Paul's starting when everyone's back together. But there's going to be a lot of Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson lineups. And, you know, there was Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins lineups that sometimes worked well. But also I think last year you saw was really bad defensively. You would think Paul for Poole – ups your defense a little bit but they're still small yeah they're still small uh they're they're definitely better at like you know like one thing pool didn't do well was apply ball pressure because he was you know so worried about getting beat or funneling a guy another way like chris paul will be able to do all that little stuff and savvy like if you if you mess with the ball around him he could still take it you know like i don't think it's I, I, I'd be surprised if you're getting the old CP, like, I'm going to be a problem, at least on a regular, as a regular diet. But if you got if you got a couple guys with a little energy and a little bounce, it's they're, they're going to have some problems just standing in front of the, the ball. And, and the guys you're talking about, the question is, how much offense are they sacrificing to be able to guard those guys? Like, that's always the question. If if Kamiga is, is, is scoring better, that helps you a lot. But if Gary Payton doesn't hit, them open corner threes. Now you're you're sacrificing a little bit of offense. Like Malik Monk hit Clay Thompson with a crossover tonight. And it was like, yeah, he ain't guarding them dudes no more. Like that's not that's not his thing. Where's Jared Vanderbilt? Get him on Jared <laughs> Vanderbilt. Um, and then the other thing is where, where Looney and Draymond excel is, in my opinion, against like you know the ads, the Jokic's of the world. Like you 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 are comfortable with them post defensively. 
what the, neither of them do, especially Draymond, you know, in this later stage of, of his career also, is rim protect. Yeah. You know, traditional rim protection, which adds to the, okay, you know, you, you might, you're getting blown by the point of attack and you don't have anyone at the rim. Whereas, I mean, you trace Jackson Davis, who I, he's not going to be in the rotation, but he had a couple nice blocks tonight where you're just like, you kind of forget, like, oh, yeah, that's like a skill that this team doesn't really have in its rotation. It's just like a big that, you know, erases a perimeter mistake. It's been, it feels like it's been a while, too. Uh, you know, GP2 is that guy, right? The weak side blocker. Uh, I think Wiggins can do it, but a lot of, I mean, I feel like since KD has been coming from the 3 4 position more than the 5. But yeah, to me, it's just, it's, to me, it's the biggest worry. And the other thing with, obviously, you're, I don't think you're getting better than Looney and Draymond. Also, you just don't need them dudes, you know, going crazy on the minutes, you know, like, so to me, Sarich is going to be. A, I don't know if he's the, if he's that guy either, but let me stop because I was saying the same thing about Bielitsa before the season began, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if you're throwing Sarge out there in small ball five and, and having any success defensively. I could be wrong. The one thing I will say about Sarge, and I've talked to other people about this too who've been around, but he's bigger in person than you would imagine, or at least than I thought, having like covered him, you know, obviously – from afar, watched him plenty. Uh, he's he's pretty sturdy, bigger yeah, yeah. guy that you know. Again, you're just you're not just like yeah, sure, get in isolation against Jokic all night. But um, he he holds up like to me, he's bigger than a Bielitsa, yeah. even bigger than like an Otto Porter. When Otto Porter, I thought the same thing. Remember when Otto Porter came along? Right, I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah. he's bigger than I thought. Uh, I feel the same about Sarge. And you know, obviously, he's here for his offense though, and his shot looks nice. You know. He looks like a guy. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a problem offensively, you know, for for the opponent. Like he can stretch the floor. That's what they just desperately needed. Yeah, they're just gonna have to find guys who could just lock up and and be and, and shut down some other parts. GP two, Kaminga, uh, Pajemski, all these veterans keep telling me uh, Trace Jackson Davis is gonna get some playing time. They like him. I think it's for that reason. Like, obviously, they don't control the minutes, but <laughs> the game went and blocked the other night. It was yeah, nice. They, they just like that physicality, you know, the burst. Like to me, def- defensively is going to be it. I know Steve Kerr said he wants to get back to being a top ten defense. Uh, that would be impressive if they pulled it off, just based on what we've seen. Yeah, um, the Chris Paul, the Chris Paul experience. I know we talked about it on the last podcast, but. Any additional thoughts on uh, what you've seen through, you know, however many games? He does. By the way, he didn't play tonight. Steph didn't play. Normal rest uh, coming up. Dress rehearsal week coming up a little bit. Sounds like they're going to get the starters up near thirty minutes. So uh, you're going to see that a little bit more. But Chris Paul, he looks happy. He looks very happy. He does. He looks very happy. I was talking to him. You know, obviously he didn't play, but he's chilling. He just. Just, just the way he's walking around talking to people. He had a, he, he had a conversation with Alvin Gentry, who, who uh, you know, he was with in the Clippers. And, you know, obviously it's preseason. You see guys, you're happy. But there's just – I don't know how to describe it. He just, he, he just seems very comfortable and fits in very well. He like, seems invigorated by the situation. He definitely does seem like he is trying to get along very well early, you know, Obviously, the questions about a lot of this team will come when, like, 
you know, when there is a closing lineup decision made in a loss, when there's a four-game losing streak, when somebody's in a slump. Uh, and, you know, that, that's – there's just no tension during the preseason. Exactly, Although yeah. there was tension last preseason, <laughs> which was what made it so rare. Uh, but, like, you know, they, there's just no reason for there to be tension now. So, I'm like, it's not going to be this happy, as you're mentioning, all year. But I agree that like but at least the, it's starting here yes. instead of starting at a different place. Right? It is starting here, and you know he's conversing so much, and I know that's just something that that has gnawed at past teams, particularly by year two, year three, year four of Chris Paul. It's like, gosh, he just got something to say, you know, on the sideline about every little play. The Warriors are like embracing it and like like Steve Kerr. I was watching during the Laker game down in L.A., and it's like he he's coming over to have a a conversation with Steve Kerr every two minutes about something that he's seeing. And it's, it's typically not even about him. It's like something uh, he'll be on the bench like, oh, Pajemski and this, you know, can do this over there. And it's like you would think, you know, again, maybe in the past, like a coach would be like, all right, you know, maybe Monty Williams by the end of Phoenix is like, Chris, we don't need your thought on this. But, like, right now they're, like, loving the conversing of him. Uh, especially it's a void. Like, yeah. it's what they don't have. And, you know. That's that's who Andre was, right? That was what that's what Draymond was. Like Sean Livingston, they've always had those voices, and last year they just didn't have them, man. Draymond's voice was neutered by the incident. Like the other guys didn't kind of talk. Anyway. And Andre played three games. Yeah, Andre, yeah, it's like that. It's been a void that, like, I, I think they feel like I was talking to. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he wanted me to say this on the record, but I was talking to a, one of the older players in the locker room, and they were like, this feels like two years ago. And that's part of it. Like, it was a bunch of OGs. Like, you know, there was just a sense of, like, purpose and understanding. Like, everybody was good. Like, it just feels like that to them. I, I do think they missed that part. And Chris Paul is probably – you probably can't get better at somebody who's going to bark out direction, hold people accountable. The question with Paul is going to be, like, how he plays on the court, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's making some turnovers that look like they're inf- affecting him more than he's affecting him. <laughs> but that's just, like, early preseason trying to get used to everything. But they they like and they need somebody to to talk and to understand and to, you know, put people in the right place because it's just – it's something they've had that last year they didn't have. Yeah. And in general, I mean, it's beyond Chris Paul, but, like, yeah, the vibes seem very positive around this team. I mean, I do sense genuine uh, encouragement about how the rookies look, you know, how, how Chris Paul is fit, uh, how everyone came in pretty good shape. I know that's kind of been a theme behind the scenes, but the way they work this summer, the shape people are in. Um, and we'll see. I think he's going to be good, though. I think Chris Paul is going to be good, especially especially – like on the road, I think that's where Chris Paul is going to come in handy. Down the stretch of games, yeah. um, this is a big one. Uh, any anybody else? Anything else? Moody, man, Moody's good. <laughs> Moody's pretty good. You th- do they, do they do the choose between like is it flip is it between Kaminga and Moody this year on the minutes? <laughs> well, I mean, he's Bye. he's he's shown his hand early on with you know. You have the six starters, which he calls them. Obviously, one of them will be coming off the bench once Draymond's back. And then, if you just count it out, Sarge is going to play seven. Kaminga is going to play eight. I think you're talking basically, you know, 
Moody, Gary Payton, and Corey Joseph. You're talking about like 9, 10, 11 there. So I think it's it's kind of Moody, Gary Payton. And, I mean, you know Steve Kerr, especially early in the season, like Moody's going to get on the floor in the first several games. It just might, as a as potentially the 10th man, it just might be for like 8 to 10 minutes. So Kaminga is the Wiggins replacement? Is he the Wiggins backup? I mean, yes. And, I mean, depends on what the starters are, right? Is Draymond back in this scenario that we're talking? Is Draymond coming off the bench? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Draymond's probably going to debut off the bench just considering minutes restriction and all that. So then, yeah, I mean, Wiggins is your four, but I guess Draymond's your backup four. I mean, it's there's all different kinds of combos that they're going to use. But, like, when they get to midseason form and Draymond is, is, is playing – they we just seen the situation where it's like if if Moody's going, that means Kaminga's not, and if Kaminga's going, that means Moody's not. Is there a universe where they can coexist and both get minutes with every single person on the team healthy, and it's like a big game where everyone has full minutes? I don't know. Yeah, it might be tough. I mean, we're talking about basically the seventh and ninth or tenth man at this point uh, on a veteran team, so. I think Kaminga has a firmer grasp on guaranteed rotation spot at this point. But the plan is Moody's going to get on the floor. He's not going to get DMPs at least early. Yeah, I I see that. And then, you know, one of the luxuries of having a roster full of 30-plus-year-olds is (laughs) you can give some nights off. The NBA does not want you to give them nights off. Not two at a time, just one. And does Chris Paul count as you made all NBA in the last I think he might have been an All Star two years ago. Oh yeah, All Star. I forgot All Star. Yeah, so I think he counts. Wiggins Clay, actually counts. Not, Clay does not. Clay does count. not count. That's right. So Clay, can, I do feel like they'll figure out a way. And plus, also, it's healthy rest, right? So you can always just say, "Ah, oh, my quad," and there you go. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's going to get a lot of games based on that stuff. You're going to get. It'll just have to be reported as sore hamstring instead of rest. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the league can. In the middle of an NBA season, be like, no, your hip isn't sore tonight. Spies in the locker room. Big brother. I guess we are technically that. Oh. What do you mean? You know, we're reporting. Is it rest? Is it hand? snitching that we're going to be out here. (laughs) Hey, they're saying hip, but I just saw him dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. I'm not snitching, Adam Silver. Forget y'all. Wow. Uh, anything else? We'll probably do we'll, – we will do a Warriors plus minus this week at some point, maybe after the Wednesday game. I don't know. Man, I'm out. I'm going home. Me too. See you.